what's good people welcome to another edition of Politrip only on the got what you need network of course I am your host Scott today not a long show but we definitely going to discuss some things that I think are pertinent to what's going on in the country today we definitely going to talk about um, Donald Trump's continued legal problems and look man I don't want to keep harping on the guy but he doing a lot out there and what some people say he be doing the most um we also going to talk about brett Favre. yes the story first broke in 2017 but since then um he's had to come back and explain lie after lie after lie and then a recent um i guess text exchange that was um uncovered um, it's believed that he knew a whole lot more than he led us to believe. Um, so we're going to definitely um, talk about that a little bit more. Mike Lindell, name might not ring a bell, but if you heard of the My Pillow, um, then you probably know who he is. Well, his phone was recently seized by the FBI, and now um, he's being investigated into... Um, claims he made about about the election back in Trump or whatever man and, 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 and it's my thing man it's like yo like who you like vote for who you vote for but like why destroy your business o- over a man that don't really care about you he only care about you because you like him and finally Alex Jones my god man um, he was real bold with all the Sandy Hook stuff and was on his podcast just going on and on about how it was fake and how um, the parents would pay actors and um, so far he, he's been made to um, cough up about please, like 40 million 50 million or whatever and, and that number is, is going to grow that was down in, I believe in Texas he's in court in Connecticut now and um <laughs> got in court and said, hey, I apologized already. Um, I'm not going to keep apologizing for what I said. I said what I said. And I'm like, dog, like, you really want to take that posture in, in a case where they about to hit you with some more money. And I start with him to just talk about the difference between having views versus having views that may be out of line with mainstream controversial but can have some truth to them versus conspiracy theories and Alex uh, Alex Jones I I, I to say Alex Alex Jones um, is is the worst when, when it comes to that um, you know he could have said man you know oh man these, these school shootings is you know it's a little peculiar how they're happening um, you know, maybe we should investigate it more to see, you know, what's the what's the real cause. I don't think the cause is the kid who, and, and you know, him getting into a fight with his grandmother and killing her and then going and doing whatever. Um, maybe it's something else or whatever. But no, instead he made assertions. He um, posted things that backed these conspiracy theories. Of course, they were doctored. Um, and now the 
the law has finally caught up with him and now he you know he wants to play victim and you know I'm I'm not gonna keep apologizing like I, I, if I was the people the, the people of the parents of the kids that was suing I wouldn't want his apology like y'all know he don't mean it you know what I'm saying so um you know and you know him get, getting into it with the judge about that I was just like man that's that's just a distraction like let's get on to you know the meat of it and let's go ahead and make another judgment so that people like him you know know that they can't just continually do they could do what they want but they can't use their platform to spread lies you know what I'm saying um, alright um, I want to um, speak on something from there the plaintiff's attorney from the Alex Jones case his name is Christopher Matai he showed a video right from Jones Infowars web show in which he called the mass shooting phony as a three dollar bill and called the parents the victims no called the parents of the victims crisis actors um <laughs> um so then um, someone asked, like, if someone was to falsely claim that a group of families who had lost loved ones were actors and had faked their deaths and their loved ones, that would be a horrible thing to say, right? And um, in the context, it, it could be, yes, he replied. You know, like, <sighs> I get, like, some of the political infighting and even the vitriol that go that goes along with it that has nothing to do with um, voting, people, um, progress, um, getting bills passed. It's all about just making the other side suffer or owning the other side or, or, or whatever, you know. But to me, it's a whole next new level when you decide to take somebody's pain, lie on it, and profit off the lies because people want to believe you. And they don't want to believe you because they don't think the people died. They're believing Alex Jones because the right feels like every time there's a, like a tragic gun a tragic shooting, uh, a tragic mass shooting, that they're coming for our guns or, or whatever. My thing with that is, man, there's some people that I, I don't think y'all really want with guns. And to just, like, pull to have um, this country turn into just a wild, wild west, I don't know. It, it is not safe. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't believe uh, um, everybody should should be able to carry. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm going to just go there and we can, you know, people can agree with me, disagree, I don't care. Um, I, I believe that you should, you should have to have more screening to get a gun than 
um, to get a driver's license. And, um, and and right now, that's just not the case, man. And um, it's, it, in some places, it's too easy um, to get a gun. You know, um, in some countries, it's just it's just too. I mean, not countries. In, um, in too many states. Excuse me. Um, it's too easy. You know what I'm saying? And and that that's what I'm talking about. Um, you, it's already bad enough that that like you have. Um, dark money, you know, flowing into these places when, when, when they, when they identify a troubled kid or, or whatever, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to re-litigate, you know, um, Buffalo or Uvalde, but both were cases where it were poor families, and both cases, um, they had thousands of dollars of guns and ammunition. One was complaining about he couldn't afford clothes, but he had almost $3,000 worth of guns, um, body armor, and um, ammunition. I, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, like I said, um, we, we, we have to work on that too. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was talked about um, your boy Trump at the beginning of the show. Um, Letitia James, and she's the um, attorney general out of New York, filed um, filed um, a two hundred and fifty million dollar lawsuit to rec- to recover from his company and basically essentially run the business out of state. Um, she listed um, different um, documents, um, taxes, um, properties that were inflated to secure loans. Um, I mean, it was just a litany and a laundry list of just lies. Um, One property was valued at 75 million and he reportedly inflated that to like 730 million like every every single and you say well you know you could alright if I'm talking to somebody and they be like yo how much how much is this worth and I say in his mind I say well I think it's this Uh, you probably didn't break the law but when you fill out documents in order to secure bank loans based on you saying you have this as collateral and it's worth this amount and it's worth 10% of that, that's a crime. You know, and then to report the property at one price to secure a loan, but then to report it on your taxes at a lower price to pay lower taxes. Once again, that's a crime. Um, Donald Trump once said, um, the only people who plead the fifth are people who have stuff to hide. He pled the fifth 400 times. His son, Eric Trump, pled the fifth over 500 times during their um, 
doing their question and deposition with um, the New York, uh, the New York attorney, state attorney's office. Excuse me. So, um, and and now every interview, like he he's back on Clinton. Or, or whatever, and you know, people like, uh, this ain't gonna do nothing. No, he's probably not going to go to jail. But him doing business in New York is almost is all but done. And that that means that like Trump Towers, that's that's gonna be sold or you know, or or put, you know, gonna be transferred to a new owner that doesn't have anything to do with him. He won't be able to, to rent those rooms and make that money. Um, and he's not making a bunch in Florida, but besides that at Mar-a-Lago. So it would be almost the beginning of the end besides him hoping that people are going to the website to, to buy his, um, his, chi- his ties that are made in China. Or, or whatever, or, or his hats that that are made in, in China, and you know people get smacked for having the red hats on. So people ain't as bold with the red hats as, as they used to be. They used to be, you know, out there with them. Yeah, I wish somebody would. I remember I saw it was a cop in Philly, you know, um, like right like right after Trump won, and he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I wish they would come and all this type of stuff. Once again, this is a cop. Like, bro. And I don't want to um, just harp on Philly because I, I stay in Central Jersey, a town called Perthan, boy. And um, I, I even posted a picture on IG of a Spanish cop um, where uh, he had his hat on, but it had 40, he had 45, you know, engraved. In, I, I mean, um, 46 engraved in the back. Of it or whatever, forty-five, forty-five, forty-five. Was what? Bomber forty-four. Yeah, sucker forty-five, or whatever. And this was on election day, so you know, were you not supposed to wear any? And, and he was gonna be watching the polls, all the police, even um, like even like undercovers, you know, are um on call or either assigned to different polling places and especially the past election where all the drama um you know all the threats uh you know of violence and, and things like that and all those um overzealous poll workers you know harassing people who, who may not be voting the same way that that they voted so i thought that was some like utterly clown <laughs> if I must say so myself. Oh man, Brett Favre, man. Um Alright, let's just start here. If I, if we were on the phone and No, let's say you overheard or you saw a text exchange from me where I said Hey, if you give me this money, is there any way for the media to find out? Whether you knew what was going on or not, you, like, you would kind of think, like, 
who's giving him this money and where's it coming from and why is he worried about keeping it a secret that's at the very least right now let's add to that that this is going on in the poorest state in the union alright a state where the state capital even before we recently found out how bad the water crisis many in the city said they didn't trust the water for over 20 years so we have that as a backdrop alright now what we know is that um there was a scheme to divert federal welfare money to build a volleyball stadium that could cost more than $5 million at the University of Southern Mississippi. Um, and, like I said, the text, if you were to pay me, he wrote in 2017, uh, a $1.1 million proposal for promotional efforts that would actually be funneled towards building stadiums. Is there any way the media could find out where it came from and how much? Several years of text messages about the project came to light, and they were filed. They, they, they were filed in court, you know, as evidence. And they were filed in court as evidence because he constantly lied. Um, Brett Favre constantly lied about him knowing um, where the money came from him knowing that it, that it was coming from poor people. And now we know that even the former governor, Phil Bryant, um, he's involved. And um, a gentleman by the name of John Davis, who served as executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services under Governor Bryant, pled guilty to both federal and state charges of embezzling federal um, welfare funds. Millions of dollars were transferred to friends and relatives, um, these court documents say. And according to a lawsuit filed by the state in May, around $5 million was diverted to Ted DiBiase, a, a flamboyant retired wrestler, once known as the Million Dollar Man, and two of his sons, as well as various entities connected to them, including a ministry, and much of the money went to fictitious services, bogus jobs, first-class travel arrangements, and even one son stay at a luxury rehab center in Malibu, California, that cost $160,000, according to the lawsuit. And not to be fair, um, former um, like high school um, football star he was supposed to go on and be one of the greatest um, football stars and probably running backs at least in college and NFL history he played at Oklahoma for a brief period he go by the name of Marcus Dupree um, he was paid to act as a celebrity endorser and motivational speaker and he did not perform any of the contractual services towards the 371000 he received um to purchase um, and live in a sprawling residence with swimming pool, adjacent horse pastures, <laughs> in a gated community. Oh, man. Um, look, man, I guess it, revol it revolves around Favre for this reason. Other guys were big in Mississippi. 
but Brett Favre earned over $140 million during his NFL career. And then he was paid $1.1 million for speeches he never gave. He also orchestrated more than $2 million in government funds um, be channeled to a biotech company startup, which he had invested in. <laughs> All right. Um, but to be fair, none of the three that I just named, well, you know, DiBiase, um, Marcus Dupree, or Brett Favre, have been charged yet. Um, according to documents, Brett Favre has paid back, um, I think, 800000 of the $1.1 million. But my whole thing is, what about the $5 million for um, the volleyball? Like, my whole thing is, Brett Favre could have raised that money. Easy. Like, like him, few of his friends, they could have raised that money. They could have came up with that money, $5 million. And then if you see the volleyball stadium, you're going to be like, yo, where my change at? Like, I'm telling you. Google Southern Mississippi Volleyball Stadium and trust me when I tell you, you're going to be like, whoa, five mil, I, I need some change, and I need a lot of it back. Um, and I, I, I just harp on the Mississippi story so much because the state capital is without clean drinking water as we speak there have been there are people that have lived there all their life that said they haven't trusted the water in that city once again the state capital for over 20 years for decades they they've been just doing what they have to do but they haven't been using the water out, out the faucet or if they have it's been boiled or they've been using bottled water or, or what have you. So this new crisis where, like, it's obvious and, like, you know, now they're trying to actually fix it um, was nothing new to them. My thing is, even if that money came from another fund that was for things being fixed in the state, I would have a serious problem but the fact that they knew they were taking money from the poorest people in the poorest state, and in 2022, the capital of that state is currently can't currently use their faucet with confidence to produce clean or just usable water whether to drink, whether to cook, whether to bathe. And we're hearing that these gentlemen, all of them, doing better than the people they, they took money from, brought up this scheme, cooked up this scheme, and it was all about greed, and it was all about just taking the money and putting it in their individual pockets so we talking Marcus Dupree we talking Ted DiBiase who wrestled as the million dollar man and we talking about Brett Favre you know an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback 
you know, made a $140 million plan. Um, he made more in endorsements until he started, you know, um, being a closet MAGA. And that's what it is. Some some companies going to embrace that. Some companies going to be like, nah, man, we a startup. <laughs> and, and I'm hearing that um, those, those um, wristbands and, and deep, Bands and all that type of nonsense that Hippie Jerry Rice was promoting didn't work anyway. But I didn't use it, so I'm not I'm not gonna jump on that or, or whatever, man. But so I, somebody um, a few days ago was like the story's old. I'm like the story's old, but it's now coming to light. And if the chief executive for the governor that Brett Favre was working directly with has just pled guilty to everything that's being accused. You don't think that he's providing more evidence? You think he just, like, this ain't one of Trump followers. So you think he just pleading guilty and he gonna just take the fall? No. He is, he's already provided documents. That's why we got text messages, um, all types of stuff to let y'all know, hey, I was acting on orders from my supervisor the, the, at the time, the governor of the state of Mississippi. You know, so what, what do you want me to do? And that's why I say that there's uh, more to it and Brett Favre really needs um, to watch himself. Um, like jail time might be strong for for any of them, but like for someone who already like had just the worst reputation from even like the sexual harassment um, charges or whatever, and then you know even though you know it's like come on man, white man from Mississippi, you think he ain't MAGA, but then for him to come out and be so openly bold with it or whatever, um, it was wild as well. But now to know that he's a lying-ass thief and he knew he was taking money from poor people, uh, people that needed it way more than him, um, that $5 million that he got diverted, that um, if people in, in the, once again, the poorest state in the union needed that money way more than southern Mississippi needed a volleyball stadium but since his daughter went there you know he wanted to be you know big you know big man or whatever and I believe that's his alma mater as well or whatever so he already you know the, the guy you know down there or whatever but once again google that stadium look at it and I guarantee you y'all gonna say five million where huh so that's what it is, man. Um, there's still time in each and every state to register to vote. Um, early voting will be starting soon in some states. So please, please. They even posted on Facebook, you know, are you registered? How you register in your state or whatever. Um, so there's so many different ways that you can find out the information. You can find out if you're eligible to vote early in your state if you are please do every election day guys we see these lines and 
these lines on election day are by design. They, because they're only in the urban areas. They're only in the places where a lot of black and brown or progressives vote because they want you to get tired. They want you to. They want you to get tired of of, of standing there and then say, "Nah, I'm good. I'm going home or whatever." So if you could vote early, if you could vote um, like absentee and it doesn't have to be like you're out of town or whatever, if you work and you, you do a job in which you can't get off for today, that's a legitimate excuse to fill out an absentee ballot. You know, um, in my state, like I'm, I'm in New Jersey, man, I, I say for the last eight years at least, I've been voting by mail. Get my ballot in the mail, chill, look at it, read over it, do some research if needed, fill it out. Um, I guess in 2020, you, I had to, um, I, I dropped it in a Dropbox or whatever. But before that, um, I was just put, just putting it in the mail. Um, I'll get something back saying that my, my ballot was received. And done, you know. Didn't have to, didn't have to move, didn't have to do anything, you know. So um, I know in a lot of um, red states, um, they want to force you to go to the polls on election day because they want to make it harder for you to vote. Um, in, in some of those states, they still have early voting options, and like I said, everybody that have that has the option to early vote vote by mail or vote absentee should do so and for those who know that they're going to be out on election day they should start making a plan now you know if you have a job and you know it's not a you know one of those um what do you what they call um vital services um essential service oh that essential workers you know i still got beef with y'all but we don't go there yet um, provide essential services so you might can't um, use it as a reason um, to, to get one then you know that you're, you're going to be um, on you're going to be out there on election day so <laughs> you know make a plan um, get out there early and um, and bring your water now in some states you, you can't pass it out because you know um, they want they they want they saying that they're going to provide it. They're not, but they don't want you to to help anybody who might be out there sweating too hot or whatever. They be like, here, don't don't leave here. Here's a bottle of water. Nah, they want them to go home. So, but like like I said, heat and age, elderly, that's everybody. And um, I just think that some of these rules they're making are going to backfire. Um, but some of them are going to do the job to deter people. <sighs> Once again, man, that's my time. Appreciate y'all rocking out with me. Please be sure to check out the other podcasts on this great network. So we talking the Blackmail Podcast. We talking Life and Love. We talking Ian Friends. We talking the Encourage and Inspire Podcast with many more to come. Till next time. Peace and appreciate your support. Thank you.